0: If I was like Jason, I want to get in this game. I want to dip my toes. I don't want to be ignorant.
1: What, yeah.
0: What would I? What should I do?
1: Yeah. Well, the the, the first thing that I w- I would say is that what most people need to recognize is the same thing in your investing uh, DNA that prevented yep. you from buying and holding Tesla or buying and holding Amazon yep. is the same thing that would keep you from buying. Bitcoin at a dollar and holding on to it to fifty thousand right. dollars. Like all along the way, when that thing went from a dollar to three dollars, th- that felt like the peak, and it always feels like that way. And so, number yeah. one is get real with your own uh, your own risk tolerance and investing DNA when you are thinking about this stuff. And don't get into this mindset of like, oh, I could have been a billionaire. No, you couldn't have. Most people wouldn't have been. They'd have jumped off this train a long time ago. So I think number one, get real about that. That'll help you get the FOMO out of it. Number two, Find some trusted resources out there. And listen, you can find all sorts of stuff that gives you the basics on Bitcoin and crypto. But if you're actually going to start dabbling in here, I think there are some places that you can spend a little bit of money to get some real advice and that can really help you go through this.
0: Is better wealth with Caleb Williams February 19th, 2021? Is crypto going to the moon? Should you put all your life savings in? Um, I'm not the expert, but we've had people that have called us, we've had the phones ringing off the hook. Just kidding, but really, we have had a lot of people reach out to us and what we do. We're all about taking control, being intentional. And so, you can see that I, I'm not alone here. I got my two crypto experts for us to have a conversation. Jason Rink, I'm going to introduce you in just a second. You're not a stranger to this show. Um, and then also right-hand Dan, uh, what you may not know about these two is they've been um, they've had experience with crypto before you even knew it was a thing, like wait, big time. And so I'm kind of the person that knows the least about crypto, and I'm just going to be here answering questions, playing devil's advocate. I think we can all say that you should not put all your life savings into crypto, but I think there could be some pros and cons to this asset class. And I'm in a series right now where I'm going through the asset analyzer and, and we are very careful as a company not to say this asset is good or this asset is bad. We got to get really clear on a couple of things, what you actually want out of life. Number two, you got to get understand what an asset is. Number three, you got to get clear on the outcome you're hoping to accomplish. And then when you get clear on that, then you just have to be able to shop around and say, what what kind of outcomes are giving me these assets? And so with that said, Jason, why don't you say hi? Why don't you give a little bit of context um, on your history in crypto, Jason, you're helping us with the N-Asset movie. You're also a part of our um, marketing strategy, and um, you also work with you. Also, have some top-end clients that know a thing or two about crypto.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, good. I'm excited to be on this conversation. Um, yeah, I um, I I first found out about Bitcoin, you know, in like 2011. Uh, I set up my first account to buy uh, Bitcoin in in 2013. Um lost all my Bitcoin when that exchange went down in twenty fourteen, I believe. um, and so uh, have been following and participating in the space f- that entire, you know, that entire time. And I also have produced a lot of video content for um you know, Palm Beach research Group, Tika Tawari, one of the biggest you know educators and uh guys out there talking and teaching other people about crypto produced a lot of content for them uh so i've been seeing a lot of that research as well so that's that's what i'm coming to the table with is is somebody who i am I, i i like crypto i'm interested in the space i think there's a lot of positives about it and i've i've had money
0: in uh crypto uh for many many years for over over seven years, correct? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's incredible. Um, not you would never brag on yourself, and I'm not even sure if I'm allowed to say this, but you've been you've been on like a private jet <laughs> flying through the air, filming experts, which yeah. it's just pretty yeah. cool. There's not a lot of people that can say they were responsible for big time campaigns. I'll just put it that way. Well, uh, in and, the world, and I will say,
1: one of those trips was. Going to Switzerland to Crypto Valley uh, a little over a year ago, interviewing some of the most knowledgeable people in the space of crypto, talking about what their predictions were for this year or for this past year, 2020, uh, with institutional money yep. coming into the space. So
0: anyway, yeah, well, cool. I'm glad you're here. I'm I'm going to learn a ton. Uh, Dan, why don't you give your quick story of of the crypto. Well, my, my story is actually somewhat
2: similar. It's back to that 2010, 2011 range. And yeah, uh, crypto and, and Bitcoin is really where I can, I can say my contrarian nature came out. Because in 2010 and 2011, it'd actually be interesting to go look at the news articles on Bitcoin back then, because everybody was against it. It was the wild, wild west. Nobody really knew what it was. Even today, most people don't know what it was, or what it is. But back then, it was like, don't, touch Bitcoin with a 10 foot pole. It's this scary thing. And in this, uh, I mean, coming out of the financial crisis now, suddenly there's this magical currency that, you know, what is it backed by Mm -hmm. who created it? There's still mystery around who created it. And so it'd be really interesting to look back at those articles because everybody was saying, don't do this. And so in my head, I'm like, well, this is what I want. This is what I want to go look at because if everybody's saying you shouldn't do it, that's generally where I want to be going. And and so in that same time frame, 2010, 2011, is when I actually started getting into mining uh, a little bit. And um, there was all kinds, same thing. It was like the wild, wild west, the craziness of how, mm-hmm. how you mine. There was like almost like dark web ways to to go mine. And, and then there was, they actually started, people started creating ways to mine just using your browser. Mm. Um, and so you'd be able to mine literally like fractions of coins. But back then with like, the the timeframes you were able to mine tons and tons and tons of coins and again it was like it, it was worth nothing it was worth like less than a penny mm. some, sometimes like a penny two pennies sometimes three pennies and it was just like not a whole lot going on yeah and so it was just kind of like oh whatever you know you got 10,000 coins you got a couple you know tens of thousands of coins whatever somebody bought a pizza uh in Texas actually Jason uh for 10,000 coins and that's when the price shot up to 8 cents um and that was like Everybody was going nuts over that, like yeah. eight cents, and that's what's so interesting is looking at other um, cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin right yep. now. Is it's all in that same range. It's it's feeling very very similar to mm-hmm. in that fractions of a penny, and and there's just massive volatility. And right. so it's it's just been a it's been a very interesting journey to see the progression of where it was to where it is today. But I'm willing to bet that even if you went just on the street and asked somebody how it actually works, yeah, they would they would yeah. know what Bitcoin. Like the name, but they don't, yeah, they don't actually know.
0: So, have you ever done a calculation on how much you'd be worth if you just held on your Bitcoin? A lot. Let's just say that. <laughs> yes, better wealth would be more capitalized
2: if well, well, <laughs> you. Well, know, and I actually I do want to say that to me, that's the interesting nature of right now, and and we actually just did a podcast on meme meme investing, essentially, and and or media hype investing, and. It's so interesting to me with Bitcoin especially. I feel like people look backwards to project the future. So they're like, well, you know, I I knew of Bitcoin five years ago. So therefore, like, I feel like I know more about it now. So it's going to do exactly what it did from the previous five years to the next five years. Yeah and it's just so interesting to me to have like I feel like that's the majority of people's mindsets is like yep. well you know this is what it did this is, so that's therefore this is what it's going to do
0: yep so can someone explain to me what bitcoin actually is and i'll just this is this is my like limited knowledge i i know that there's one thing that's attractive about it is it's is it secure it's off the radar screen of a lot of institutions like as far as like government institutions but it's not like you can just print money out of thin air it's like so that's attractive because it's it it actually like makes sense. It's like when we were on the gold standard. And so it's just my understanding that you there's currencies that are being created, but like how, how does this actually work and where's the real value in Bitcoin? Um, I don't know if Jason, if you want to take a stab at that.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I feel like for this podcast and just not to get into the weeds about it, I I think one thing you've got to really ask yourself is what is is Bitcoin in relation to other currencies and in relation to other crypto? Because Bitcoin is in a class of its own versus other cryptocurrencies out there for a number of reasons. You know, Bitcoin, there's not a company That issued Bitcoin. It sort of was released like a financial virus out into the world. And through through the coding uh, is limited to 21 million ever being mined ever. Um, And so there's some aspects to it that give it a quality that's different than the other cryptocurrencies. The other thing to keep in mind is that, um, in a way, uh, Bitcoin sits outside of all other global currencies. And so... You know, I will say that coming from the Austrian School of Economics and really the Ron Paul movement, I actually was not interested in Bitcoin as early as I should have been because I was like, money's got to be a hard asset. It's yeah. got to be gold, you know, and I had some biases around it. And it wasn't until I think um, there was a there was sort of the financial crisis in Cyprus, like in the early 2013 mm-hmm. ish or something like that that I started to see that Bitcoin could actually be a way to sort of short global currencies. And if you have this opinion that all global currencies are going to be inflated by governments, then there's a good reason to believe that finding an asset that sits outside of that that marketplace could be a safe haven for hedging your wealth. And so I think recognizing that, that yes, Bitcoin is private, it is secure, it is not controlled by a company, it can't be inflated, um, it meets a lot of the qualities um, that y- we used to talk about, about what would make a good currency. It's divisible, so uh, I believe right. it's 100 million Satoshis makes up one Bitcoin. So right. you can divide a bitcoin down to that many decimal places. So even right now, the smallest fraction of a bitcoin isn't even worth a, a dollar. It's worth less than a penny. Um, it, you know, so it it is. It does meet a lot of the qualifications of uh, of currency. the The questions that I think you have to really look at is, you know, how do you how can you buy and hold and secure this digital asset which is different than a physical
0: uh asset
2: well and I, I think a lot of it is kind of like in my opinion the same thing with gold where am i going to shave off a piece of my gold bar to to like go buy something and the same is true with bitcoin right now of of like there just isn't the infrastructure in place to actually tangibly buy and trade yet. trade things yet. yes and, and actually the u.s is far behind uh, compared to other countries in that aspect uh but it's like it's so interesting. Of let's just say I went, I wanted to buy a car. Like right now, I don't even know what Bitcoin is today. Let's just say it's at fifty thousand. Well, if I go buy that car, the the coin could increase by six thousand. Yep. It could decrease by six thousand. It's like there's still that volatility to it. Yeah. And what's 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 interesting to me is is like fiat in general or just monetary policy. This whole thing is so interesting to me right. because like most people are trading bitcoins in U.S. dollars. Right. Looks like you want to say something. Yeah, no, continue. I
0: just, <laughs> I'm fine. I, so here's here's what I would say is, okay, people have their different philosophies about Bitcoin, but I'm curious about, like, there's just this hype culture. There's this meme culture that's like, let's go all in on things. And I, I got a call the other day from one of my friends that wanted to put all their, their family's life savings into GameStop, and I talked him off the ledge. <laughs> And I think this person thanked me a week later. Um, and it was just very clear to me it's like you're you're like, we want something for nothing kind of deal. And so Bitcoin is, again, one of those things where I like Jason, this is what I would say from my ignorant place is like I see it long term. I see it. I think I told you one of one of my mentors out there says, like, you should have a portion of your portfolio in it because it's like if it, if it goes to zero, like it's a like that's just risk, but the the likelihood of it actually growing uh, and doing something could be could be significant. It could actually be that thing that helps you. But I've just found that a lot of people are not are not very clear on what they want, and as a result, uh, they're just making hypey decisions. And even if Bitcoin goes to the moon, I just think I think the little guy's going to get crushed again, just because these institutions. I mean, like. I'm assuming there's going to be things called like puts and call options and using, yeah. you know. And so it's like even even with something that, like look at the market, like I just, I, that's that's my two cents. Um, yeah, I would love it, to hear your guys' thoughts on that.
1: Yeah. So I would say a couple of things. So number one is what has been interesting about crypto is it's been one of those rare opportunities where the average person could actually get into it before the institutions. So you, you, for the last decade, you've been able to front run Wall Street on this and hedge funds. And the, 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 the bet was that they were eventually going to try to get into this. And if you have a philosophy like I do, which is that Wall Street is essentially, and the big, the big money players are going to try to find ways to make as much money as possible, you know, out of any asset class they can. Like they've been wanting to get into this for a while. And so if that watershed moment is starting to happen, there's a few things you got to ask yourself on the upside of Bitcoin. Number one, if there's only 21 million ever made worldwide, how many millionaires will want to have at least a portion or a whole Bitcoin? And there's more than 21 million millionaires in the world. I mean, there's many more than that. And so when you start looking at it, and then when you start looking about, um, you know, Portfolios of, you know, hedge funds and pension funds, and like the average investor who, if it could be as easy to buy crypto and secure it as it is to go into your Ameritrade account and get a stock, like how much money is sitting in the sidelines that would like to get into it? So, from the standpoint of like, can Bitcoin go up? Yeah. Yeah. And is there an almost infinite level to it? I mean, I've heard a, a, believable case of 15 million bitcoin i i per, like bitcoin? Not, per bitcoin i'm not writing that off and i don't want to feed into people who are like oh my gosh now i got to get in like here's the other thing you need to recognize we are looking at an asset class that in the last 12 months has gone from $3600 in march to $54,000 right now and has collapsed 80 to 90% Multiple times in, in in its existence, and so there is there shouldn't be anybody out there who would put any money in Bitcoin or crypto in general yeah. that they are not willing to lose ninety percent of what yeah. that is. Yep. Yeah. Conversely, if if you if you look at the trajectory of it and think that there's a future for it, and you think that there is a speculative, uh Asymmetric upside to yep. cryptocurrency, then setting aside a fraction of your wealth, yep. one to five percent. You know, uh, we're not giving financial advice here at all, but a small portion of your portfolio. Right. It, there could be an argument to be made for that.
0: Totally, totally. Dan, do you agree? Disagree?
2: I, I agree, and, and my nature is 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 thinking about this a little bit differently. Of looking at what happened to, with GameStop. Is as far as I'm concerned, if unless you have a B as in billions um, behind your name, you don't really know what's gonna happen with this. And we're seeing the big players uh like Morgan Stanley now put up hundreds of millions of dollars in infrastructure to to get into this game. It's yeah. not necessarily saying that they're they're buying Bitcoin, but I see right now crypto kind of being like the HD DVD versus Blu-ray game back in the two thousand early two thousands of like who's gonna win out and and I'm just very hesitant to to make any claims because i I just feel like the institutions that have billions of dollars at play, it's going to be the one whom whomever can control this first is yeah. going to win because at this point, again, like what what is it backed by? well, it's it's backed by the faith of whoever is willing to pay for it. and and I just I look at the, like there's no way that we or the three of us would just magically figure out a way to to make this accessible to actually be used tangibly per se, right um you're
0: you're saying the the people that actually like maybe instead of investing your money think how you can actually use this technology to to be like are you saying institutions are trying to figure out ways to use bitcoin to make it more practical or they're they're putting hundreds of millions in the coin itself because i have another just question it's like what's the difference between bitcoin and other currencies and like we saw mass mutual which is like a big time insurance company that we use, I think they put a hundred million dollars into crypto. Like that's, no, that might be chump change for them, but like insurance companies really don't mess around, you know, and it's, it's interesting.
1: Yeah. If I could chime in there. So there's a couple of things I think to keep in mind, number one, are, are people putting money into crypto right now because they're chasing yield? and upside or because they're actually in, investing in the technology and the long-term security that they think is there so there's a couple of questions that yeah. it, you need to look at behavior a lot of people are chasing yield right now yes, i mean 100 and and the other thing is is that to d- make the distinction between bitcoin and other crypto so Bitcoin's in a class of its own, in my opinion, um, and has the ability to be that sort of hedge against inflation and and sort of sort of sits outside. It's your store of it's your store of wealth, digital okay. wealth. Other cryptos are more like investing in companies and in technology, and so things yeah. like Ethereum is almost like invest. If you could have invested in gotten a share of the Apple App Store, yeah. that would be like Ethereum. And then other cryptos are like apps on the app store. Okay. So Ethereum is sort of one of the backbones of technology right. that other technology runs on. And so once you start looking at the, the other cryptos, the way you have to look at that is like you're investing in a company, essentially. Yeah. And once you start looking at it that way, you you can look at some crypto right now that it's like, oh, is that company worth a half a, a half a trillion dollars, a company that hasn't produced a product like You yeah. start getting into some really interesting questions about, you know, why is the crypto market worth a trillion dollars over a trillion dollars right now? And are some of these some of these things, you know, yeah. worth it? it then then it really opens up the idea that, yeah, there's a lot of people that are just chasing yield and upside right now, and right. as soon as people begin to take profits off the table you can you can rest assured that those those prices are going to change
0: yeah so so we could talk all day about this jason what what do you what do people need to do to get more educated? um I'm not by the way, don't sue us, yeah. Please. If you're gonna sue anybody, sue Jason. <laughs> he's he's not uh, he's not licensed. He doesn't know what he's talking about. No, well, uh, like, j- what what would you on. do if you were like, if I was like, Jason, I want to get in this game. I want to dip my toes. I don't want to be ignorant.
1: What, yeah.
0: What would I? What should I do?
1: Yeah. Well, the 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 first thing that I w- I would say is that what most people need to recognize is the same thing in your investing uh, DNA that prevented yep. you from buying and holding Tesla or buying and holding Amazon yep. is the same thing that would keep you from buying Bitcoin at a dollar and holding on to it to $50,000. Right. Like all along the way when that thing went from a dollar to $3, th- that felt like the peak. And it always feels like that way. And so number yep. 1 is get real with your own uh your own risk tolerance and investing DNA when you are thinking about this stuff. And don't get into this mindset of like, oh, I could have been a billionaire. No, you couldn't have. Most people wouldn't have been. They'd have jumped off this train a long time ago. So I think, number one, get real about that. That'll help you get the FOMO out of it. Number two, find some trusted resources out there. And listen... You can find all sorts of stuff that gives you the basics on Bitcoin and crypto, but if you're actually going to start dabbling in here, I think there are some places that you can spend a little bit of money to get some real advice, yeah. and that can really help you go through this. Um, so I, I think if you are going to start, you know, getting there, the th- to get some actual advice, the third thing I would say is you need to recognize. That And I'm speaking from experience. It There's more than just trying to get your money in and buying crypto and holding it uh, on an exchange that you have to deal with. You need to figure out then how to get that into a secure place like an offline wallet, all of these other things that most average people aren't going to think about. And the problem is, is once you buy crypto and you keep it on an exchange, that is not your crypto. Exchanges have gone down and been hacked and and people have lost all sorts of money. You need to have a strategy to get the crypto into a secure location that you and only you have the keys to. And so that whole process is something that you really need to talk to somebody about. The, the process isn't ready for the retail investor right now. That's yep. why it's not. Available, the custodianship of crypto is what's kept a lot of the institutional investment firms from being able to jump into it from a legal standpoint. So, all of that to say, like, do your homework, um, and you know, really, really recognize that we're in a a a marketplace that has a lot of FOMO and a lot of. um, It's not unlike
0: GameStop in some right. So you you believe, you believe like I that Bitcoin is going to be around in the future it's going to be it, it is the future a lot of people are going to l- lose their shirt in the process um, i
1: yeah i and i personally the i've invest in other cryptos only for the yield to transfer that into bitcoin or cash bitcoin yeah. i'm a bitcoin maximalist i think if i think it's the the thing that i think sets itself above all else there are some okay. great technologies that I think are yep. there once you understand what's going on. But um, I, I do think, uh, yeah, it's going to be with us for a long
0: time. Um, I think people are going to be surprised uh, possibly what happens in the future. Okay. want to give a couple shout outs. We got Trevor Wood in the house. He's he's making some comments. Um, Jennifer Miller, thank you for watching. Um, she She says, crypto is a roller coaster. And if you don't have money to lose, don't get into crypto could not agree more with that hundred uh, percent and she also said getting your security in place is the number one uh, number one thing that you need to do um, and so she definitely like I agree with that I, I think Dan will go back to well, the people that are into gold nothing against the currency or the the met what do you call it the metal the
2: well I, I'm just skeptical in, in general because I, I I'm really ruined if, from the past few weeks of realizing <laughs> that they <laughs> Again, I'm just looking at this from uh, that's what I was going to touch on, Jason, was Coinbase and just the exchanges in general is whomever controls those really controls the retail investor. Well, whose best interest is it to control the retail investors, the people who have tons and tons and tons of money. And so I think of the big merchants like Visa, uh, like they're sitting on sidelines right now and they're going to come out swinging at a certain point. And, and I also just think in general, you know, the, from a monetary standpoint, there's a a lot of interests in keeping Bitcoin suppressed. So yes, Jason,
1: I, I just wanted to say, Dan, on your point, the other thing people need to realize is that the early money in crypto, there are whales out there that can move markets. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and, and you think what happened with GameStop, a bunch of people on Reddit going in there and moving that like, the crypto market is way more easily moved. Uh and so yeah. th- it's 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 an opaque market right now as well. And and it, you're just touching on that, Dan, and I think it's a really good point. Yeah, and, and that's that's all I'm
2: I'm getting at is I just I have the sense that those who have money have already made their money and and there's a lot that with a lot of money that are gonna make more, but they are the ones to your point that can manipulate these markets and can can buy yeah and sell as they please in large quantities. When we were down in Puerto Rico, I remember we were on Dorado beach and we, somebody pointed out and they're like, you see all those those condos down that way? That's basically Bitcoin alley, because there was a ton of early investors that are now domiciling in Puerto Rico for the two or 4% tax rate. But yeah. that's that's another big piece that I feel like so few people talk about is the IRS hasn't even gotten the game yet. Yep, Yeah. And that, you know and, and it's not that America and and the US government is like the end all be all in this stuff but i mean the new york stock exchange is where it is and there's again there's immense wealth that he, is going to be coming into the game
0: jason do you think that regu- like regulations like how is that going to affect bitcoin and just cryptocurrencies
1: i mean 100% i mean it's going to continue to be regulated um, and i think people need to do the research as well yeah. to find out if there are ways to structure your financial house in order to ensure that wealth is protected uh, right now when it's still uh, able yeah. to be done. Um So, yeah, I, I, I think there's a lot to be wary of. And yeah. I also think that anybody who is is thinking about it should be really responsible. This is not yeah. financial advice. Well, this is and, and just uh, for entertainment purposes only.
0: Yeah, hundred percent. And I do do, <laughs> do your research, and I think there it it's, it pays to have specialized knowledge in some of this stuff because uh, it's not going away. And I think that the educated person is going to crush the uneducated hypey person. And I think for every millionaire that's going to be made, I think there's going to be a lot of people that lose a ton of money. Um, because again, you can even look at the S and P and other things, and you could say, "Oh, the actual growth was X. Why did the average investor not get a fraction of that? It's because of behavior and psychology." So, any any final words, Dan? And sure. then I'm I'm going to go to you, Jason. After this, yeah, I
2: just want to highlight Jason's point again. Of you know, let's just say I had 10,000 coins back in 2011. There's no reason to believe that I would still have 10,000 yeah. coins a- at all. Yeah, and it's not even close. And and that's so funny is, is because. Pick pick a time frame. Yep. When it hit a thousand, when it hit five thousand, when it hit ten thousand, when it hit eighteen thousand, nineteen thousand, whenever it was twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Like there's no reason to believe. And and that goes back to the investor DNA of Warren Buffett, buy and hold for, for almost eternity, but uh, you know, buy and yep. hold for the long haul. And I think I think a lot of that reigns true here as well. And at the same point is you could have bought Amazon, you could have bought Tesla, you could have bought, you know, whatever, but is it realistic that you would have actually held on to it? And that's that's where this whole, as I call it, the hypey meme investing comes into play is because the media is telling you that you should get into this, suddenly you get into it, but you had no intention of long, long haul investing in the first place, which is right. in my opinion, the the first problem.
1: Yep. Jason, final words? Final word is I want to reiterate that. I know some very, very savvy people who were early in Bitcoin, who sold all of their Bitcoin or almost all of it. Way early in the game, I mean, cashed out for a lot of money, didn't have the discipline to set it out because they could couldn't didn't see it going where it was going. Yeah. so most people didn't see that. The other thing I want to mention is uh, this is just one anecdote I want to land end on. I know somebody who got a forgivable PPP loan bought Bitcoin and is massively up on it right now, like, okay, I mean, it was a great play, right? He, you know, and so. But what I want to say is is there's a lot of money sloshing around out in the financial system right now. There's been trillions of dollars printed. I think there's a good reason to believe that we're in an everything bubble potentially yep. in a lot of ways. And so yeah. what I just want to bring the plane back to is listen, the and asset. This is the home base. Like listen, it's the home base of my financial model and right. my wealth and it's what's given me the ability to go out into these other places and speculate yes. and invest and take care of opportunities. But man, anybody on this needs to recognize, get your financial house in order. Yep. Talk to Jeremy, talk to Caleb, talk to the team so that you can be at a place where you could responsibly do all of the other things you might want to do with your wealth.
0: And little did they know, I was paying you in Bitcoin to say that. You know? <laughs> no, I hundred percent agree. I think if you look at the economy as a whole, there's a lot of stupid money out there, and I think I think I'm I'm not calling any crashes gonna happen, but we are gonna have a reckoning. We, we don't. We have a hundred trillion dollars of unfunded liabilities. At least, you're. I mean, so it's like one of these things that's just it doesn't add up. So my question is. When it gets really bad, what's what what's going to end up happening? And and it's just it's just something to think about. I 100% agree that get your foundation in order. This is not like a pitch for for like my book, the and asset, but it's like it's very much get your foundation in order and 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 know what you can lose, what you can't, take control of your life, be at, get educated, and and like truly live intentionally. Like that's 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 the metric. And so. Jason, thank you so much for jumping on here. If you're at all interested in learning more about how we think about investing and using money, like I've been in a series right now on Mondays where I'm talking about the asset analyzer and we've talked about 401ks. We've talked about Ross. Uh, I just did one on real estate. Um, we're doing one on savings accounts. And we're talking, it's like 401ks aren't good or bad. It's just like, what do you want to use it for? And here are the pros and cons. Go out and make a decision. And I, I see this as as Bitcoin as well as like, you know, there's, there's a process that you can go through and that can, you can very much determine how much you should put in depending on who you are, what your, what your goals are and how you, how educated you are. So anyways, Jason, thank you so much. I hope everybody watching, listening to this after the fact, I hope you are doing well, staying safe. I know that you're in the heart of Texas, uh, boiling your water, uh, to, yeah. to stay alive. So we, yeah, we, uh,
1: that's why I'm wearing a hat. I haven't had a shower in a couple of days. So, so <laughs> our, our, uh, our
0: thoughts, our thoughts and prayers are going out to all, all of our Texas friends that, um, are, are freezing right now. They're, they're getting a taste of what, what I grew up in. So uh, last thing I want to say is the, the best hedge is value creation because whatever currency is the hot,
2: hot one of the day, Yep. you have to be able to create value in order to start trading in those things, whether it's dollars, deniers you know yen you name it uh bitcoin crypto whatever like you have to be able to create value and 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 be able to receive that in some form or fashion to then be able to trade so that at the end of the day is always the best opportunity is to be valuable
0: i 100 percent agree and we're going to have a lot more content on that because i think there's a lot of deeper themes to value that money falls value and so anyways take care go out and live intentionally have a great friday and we appreciate all of you